attention. We're gonna teach you something real special. Real special today. This is two coins. Two coins. Two coins. My boy Wally. Wally. Then Ronnie. Then Ronnie. Wherever you're at, we're at. Showing two sides of the same coin. Let me know what y'all think. Two coins. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. And welcome back to the Two Coin Podcast. It's your boy Ronnie. And I'm your brother Wally, the other side of the coin. Today's episode is brought to you by consistency and persistence. Because, man, we at it again. Two weeks in a row. You feel episode, me? Episode two virtual now. So we're getting, we kind of getting the hang of it a little bit. Hey, nah, facts, man. I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? Let's start off light, man. How's your day been? How's your week been? I mean, you know, it's Tuesday, so, you know, it's been going. <laughs> it's been going. It's crazy how we really got, like, opposite schedules, bro. Like, you asked me, bro, I've been... Been a beautiful day, you know. Woke up, shot a video. Yeah, I ran some errands. I sit back, bro. Like, I gotta remind myself, like, some Mondays, like, I'll be walking to the store. I'm like, hey, happy Monday. And everybody's just like, man, it's fucking Monday. What you go ask? Like, about? fuck off. <laughs> I'm over here, like, damn, bro. This is my Saturday. <laughs> like, why is everybody in a grumpy mood? <laughs> hey, it's literally kind of like the same energy people walk into a bar or a restaurant on a weekend, all joyous and fucking like, hey, yeah, we're having fun today. Yeah, buddy, I just, uh, this is the middle of my work week. What can I get you? <laughs> it's like you're 11 a.m. on a Wednesday type shit. Man, man. Man. <laughs> That's the Bay Area coming up. <laughs> man, it man. That was funny. Shit, I man. Let's go ahead and just kick it right off. You know what I mean? Yes, we got sir. chairs. We got Alabamas. We got boats. <laughs> we got it all, man. But- hey, shout out to the boys in Alabama, man. Bro, you know what? Before we get too deep into it, uh, this was what maybe two weeks ago. Yep. Um, out in Alabama on a boat dock, uh, there was a security guard. He, you know, just doing his job, telling these folks that, uh, you know, you can't park your fucking boat. Go park somewhere else. They had some. They had some. They had a nice ass yacht. They, you know what I mean. These people had money, so they were like, "No, me and my money is gonna park the boat right here. You're not gonna tell us nothing." Yeah. One thing led to another, and these four dudes, uh, white dudes, proceeded to uh, jump this black security guard. And, you know, he said the fuck it, took the hat off, pop, and just squared up. They hella fucking suckered him and, you know what I mean, literally jumped his ass. And then fellow hey, Biden, hey, hey, don't forget about the nigga who swam across shore. Oh, yeah, no, no, we get to that, we get to that. So they jump at this man right now, and, you know, bystanders people around see this and they help the man you know what i mean other black folks come to his rescue but he ain't need rescue him but you know four against one is tough for anybody you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but uh everybody came in it was a huge racial brawl you know what i mean can't say the first of its kind in alabama you know it is alabama but yeah um yeah no going back to what you said shout out to old boy that swam from the uh swam from the boat got up took his shoes off he's like i bet who won it also shout out to shout out to the big homie with the chair that was just whacking niggas left and right. Like, bro, you see how he did that one lady? (laughs) (laughs) Foul. Gave gave her fucking CTE. Good. Man, like, the crazy thing is, is all that shit happened unnecessary. Park your boat somewhere else. For real. Like, what the fuck are you doing putting hands on somebody who's just doing their job in all seriousness? But hey, that was honestly like, before I like found out the backstory and just saw like the viral clips. I was I was sitting there just like giddy as hell, laughing my ass off, like fist bumping, like I'm watching Game Seven of the Finals. Like, yeah, get his ass, get his ass. Like, bro, it was the happiest I've been in a minute, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, that emotion right there, man, that speaks volumes for like, you know what I mean, the climate right now in America. Yeah, bro. Because everybody's, like, well, I should say, like, 
most people who are black have been in a situation where they wish they could have done that to <laughs> to a white person. You know what I mean? Nah, awesome man. bullshit. So I'm glad bro threw up his uh, his little hat. They said that was his fucking bat signal. <laughs> and then he summoned everybody else and they got the work, man. It was fucking entertaining as hell. Hey, you know what? After every, like, and you know what's wild, bro? Like, you remember the whole riots that happened in the, um, that happened at the, at the office, at the Capitol building? Yeah. And then, and then that was considered a patriotic shit. I don't know, man. This entire brawl was a lot more patriotic. It feel like a whole, a whole, uh, a whole group of people got their get back finally. That shit made me proud to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> proud to be an American. <laughs> there we go that's the, that's the beauty and spirit of america coming out but nah man that shit was uh that shit was wild that was a dub for you know black I mean? america <laughs> so speaking of conflicts and confrontations you know what i mean yeah uh the recent events with tory lanes and everything that went down with meg the stallion uh we just found out that boy tory lanes got 10 years for shooting baby girl in the foot how old is he? I want to say 28, 29. Or Just 31. One second. Hold on. One second. See, this is this is the beauty of having a laptop in front of you while you're popping. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> he's 31. So he probably gonna get out, you know what I mean? Uh California, you do half time usually, be out by like six, seven. Um is he still gonna be pushing 40? Is he serving his prison sentence in California? Yeah, because uh, everything went down in Cali. Damn. So, what? What? G- give me your thoughts on it first. You, like, first off, I feel like he got fucked. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, anybody who gets ten years, like ten years is yeah. a long. But like, not even for like killing nobody. Like, little sidebar, bro. Melly might get out off a of double homicide and made a track that made him famous on it. And he might actually get off off of mistrial. Who, who's Melly? Uh, oh, Y and D, Y and well, something Melly. The dude that was, Melly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's one of those. It's crazy how state laws like they vary because obviously Melly's getting tried in Florida, which is way different than uh, in California. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I really feel like he's getting uh, like they're just making him. They're making an example of him. But then I also wonder if like his immigrant status had anything to. Uh, do with how much time they gave him like you know what i mean that's a good point is he technically an american citizen he's canadian that's why they were saying uh he could have easily been deported but he could he could be a dual citizen right like he can hold canadian and american passports i'm pretty sure uh canada offers that to its uh to its what do you call um homeborn citizens because i know like obviously with us with india um we're we got to give up our Indian citizenship because India and America, I guess there's some where they don't allow that dual citizenship. Uh, dude, that's actually a good point. I never thought about it like that. You remember uh, Shine's case? Shine made yeah, yeah, uh, it. So he got arrested in, in New York in 2000 because of a shooting. And they gave him 10 years and they actually made him serve the full 10 years. And after he got out, they deported him back. Yeah, they, like he's from New York, but they deported him to his home country of Belize because he, he wasn't technically an American citizen. So I'm wondering if will get his ass deported to Canada, but at least he get deported to Canada versus Belize, bro. Like, yeah, Canada's basically just another state. Yeah, you feel me? I yeah. mean, it sucks regardless. Getting deported ain't no fucking joke, but yeah. Is, uh, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this, bro. Like, I don't know too many 
of the details surrounding the case. Like I didn't look into the specifics of it, to be honest with you, because I just like the, the older I get, the less I kind of keep up with pop culture, more or less. Yeah. But I know like the overall story of what happened. Like he allegedly shot her in the foot after a drunk night out and he is still maintaining his innocence. So I don't know. He could either be lying his ass off to try and get less time or he could be actually in this. I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know enough details and I wasn't there. Um, so I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and try to be like on some conspiracy shit. Um, all I know at this point is that a jury convicted him and he's guilty uh, technically and he's maintaining his innocence. Um, with that being said, I don't think he's going to do the full 10 years. I think he's going to do like three to five. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to say that I don't like I see a lot of shit on the Internet because, you know, Meg has like a really huge fan base. Deserved yeah, 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 for sure. But a lot of like her rabid diehard fans are like celebrating this man getting 10 years of his life thrown away in prison. I'm just like, when has that ever been cool? Like I get celebrating somebody getting sentenced to prison or death row if they're like a serial killer or like a Ray pedophile Ray. or some other heinous shit. But I'm like, okay, like sh- shooting her in the foot is pretty fucked up if he actually did it. But is it fucked up enough to be celebrating a nigga getting 10 years in the slammer? Like nobody wants to go there, bro. That's like hell on earth. Like I don't like immediately because I put I put myself in his shoes, like whether or not I know he did the crime or not. Just me being like a man around the same kind of age bracket as him. I'm yeah. like, damn, how would I feel if I just was sitting there in a courtroom and they're like, yeah, you get 10 years. Like, bro, I'd be on my knees. Like, are you serious, bro? Like, your whole life is basically over at that point. So for people to celebrate that just doesn't really sit right with me, regardless of what the verdict actually is, you know? Especially for a crime like this. Nah, I definitely feel you on that. Like, that's some heartless shit, you know what I mean? But that's not to dismiss, like, any pain or trauma or suffering that Meg has gone through. Um, But then again, I'm just going to repeat, I don't know that many details about the case. I mean, I'll be honest, bro. I'm I'm biased on the Tory side. Like, a lot of Meg's fans is biased on her side. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying, like, what he should have done was right. But at the end of the day, it's just like, damn, 10 years? 10 years is a lot. And the whole thing, too, the, it's funny that you said that because it just ends up, this whole topic just ends up being men versus women. And I don't want that to kind of, like, I don't want what I'm saying to fall on the side of your you're you're uh you're just caping for Tory, you're a misogynist, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, nah, it's just easier for me to put myself in his shoes, in not his knowing shoes, the full scope of what happened, you know? So yeah. that's and just the that, it's like, bro, like from what I've from what I've heard, it was just like it's not even like like her leg was that fucked up. <laughs> like I'm, you know what I mean? Like it'd be different if he shot her in the shoulder or like the thigh or like damn the face or the chest or the you know what I mean. This yeah. man shot your pinky toe off and you gave him 10 years? That's yeah. fucked up, bro. That's fucked up. It, the 10 years is a lot of time, bro. Like, it's a lot of time, bro. You took it. You, you want to take, I, again, even if he only does half of this shit, three to five, like, you know what I mean? You taking away years from this man's life because he shot you in your pinky toe? Dude, think, bro, six months in prison is too much time for anybody to handle. Imagine you get into the whole X amount of years, bro. Like, prison is no joke, bro. So... Hopefully he can stand on 10 and come back because, uh, to be honest, before this whole situation, like maybe some of my bias is coming out, but I was always a Tory Lanez fan. Like ever since he came out, like I've been a fan of his music and I've always enjoyed his music. So like selfishly just kind of sucks that we're not going to be able to get (laughs) 
and he knew music. And he knew music. Because he is a very good artist. He's talented yeah. as fuck. And I, is this going to make you stop listening to him? For me nah, personally, bro, I, was, I was literally bumping Tory earlier. Yeah, like, I mean. I mean, bro, like, I mean, this also, this is another perfect example of uh, separating the artist from their bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? People got to do that with MJ, whatever they feel. I don't think MJ actually touched those kids, but there are people that die hard believe he did, but still listen to his music. You know what I mean? Yep. And then even I mean, here's an here's an even deeper example. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like R. Kelly, you are not telling me ignition comes on and you just saying, you know what I mean? Like, would you gonna be like, turn that shit off? Nah, I'm gonna just vibe out until you know somebody runs and turns it off. Like, I yeah, get the problem with it. I still listen to R. Kelly. I don't give a fuck. You feel me? I mean, it's the same thing with Kanye, bro. Like, you got to separate the artists, like, their music from who they are. And I know and at times, does- like, you can't. Like, I'm not going to lie. Now, if, if, like, R. Kelly, I mean, he did do it. I was going to say, too, but just because I listen to their music doesn't mean I support any of the actions. I actually, I, I don't care about niggas' personal life. I feel the same way about athletes, bro. Like, I, I don't give a fuck what you do in your personal life. And what R. Kelly did was disgusting. But he still made great music that I'm not going to fucking stop listening to if it comes on. I'm fucking sorry. Like, and, and me being a rap fan, bro, there's a lot of rappers that I listen to that I'm like, this nigga is corny. And I, if I saw him in the street, I probably wouldn't even say, hey, I'm a huge fan or try to get like a, a signature or something. I'm just like, like per- Drake, for example, love his music. Think he's kind of a... Goofy. Bro, if you see Drake in public, you're gonna go say what's up. I don't. I, I don't think I would, bro. Personally, who the fuck you think, bro? I, I, I feel that you just not even gonna be like. I'm just. I'd be like, whoa, that's Drake. But I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be one of the millions of dudes that runs up on and be like, can I get an autograph? Hey, man. I'm well, no, not an autograph. I'm like you, you. Like you telling me Drake walked by, you ain't gonna and you ain't gonna dap him up. Like if I'm in the street by myself and Drake is walking down the street by himself. Yeah. That would never happen, first of all. But if that, if that happened, then yeah, yeah, I'd be like, hey, huge fan, that's it. But I say that to say, like, I'm not necessarily fond of him as a person based on what I know watching him as an artist for the past 10 years. But that's I fuck with music. Same shit with the game. I think the game is the biggest cornball in rap. But I like his music. You know what I mean? I think LeBron is a corny-ass dude. But to me, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Like, I'm, I'm able to separate your personal life from your craft because me personally, I don't give a fuck what you do off outside of the medium that i watch you in yeah i i, I respect that i mean brad i'm just it's just one of those like I, I just know approaching somebody even if you talk talking shit it's still approaching somebody like you know what i mean perfect example bro like when i ran into paul george in fucking uh vegas this was like probably what like uh when maybe 2016 2017 Bro, that dude walked up. I was like, oh, shit, you Paul George. He's like, yep, that's me. I'm like, you better get your ass whooped in the playoffs. And I kept it pushing. You know what I mean? Did he get like, mad? I mean, bro, he was salty as fuck. Like, he looked at me like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. He's doing 6'9", looking at this motherfucker that's like a little chubby, five foot eight, five foot nine, motherfucker. Like, um, yeah, okay, I'm going to get my ass whooped in the playoffs. And then fast forward, you got your ass whooped in the playoffs. So I'm just yeah. saying, like, even – like, I'll acknowledge famous people, like, you know what I mean? Even if I don't fuck with you, just talk. I mean, yeah, if I'm within earshot. But, like, the Drake example, bro, like, I don't you're think there's ever... about, like, if you're at a concert, he happens to walk by, like, 50 feet away. You're not sprinting over there, like, Drake! Like, yeah, dude, Yeah, like, yeah, nah, I got you. 
I mean, that's not to say I would never do that. Like, I would do that for somebody that I'm a huge fan of. Pause, but like, not on some <laughs> I'm on your dick type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's just change topics now. <laughs> nah, I feel you, man. Hey, look, bro, we talk about artists that we fuck with, all that stuff. But, um, you know what I mean? Hopefully, Tori does good. You know what I mean? Got my condolences to Meg. You know what I mean? Hope that little toe is all good. Um, so now let's just go ahead and just shift to just hip hop music, specifically the West Coast. Uh, you posted yeah. this shit earlier today. They had just made this announcement. Shout out to Blast and Bino teasing us with a six tape three. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? They haven't missed yet. I'm gonna let you go ahead with this one, bro. Fucking uh, give me your thoughts on what you expect from this. Bro, Let's I expect them a rundown of what the six tape series is. So yeah, six tapes. Oh, yeah, six tape is just like a mixtape that uh Blast and Bino Rideau, two artists from LA that they uh they collaborate on like yearly, right? Or like every two years or some shit. When was when every was the last two years, every two years? Last so one last was twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They usually drop it right around the end of summer, so just in time. So you know what's crazy? Like ninety cut you off. That's actually a smart time to drop a project like that. Because yep. then now it's like you got something to fuck with a shorty, couple shorty, whatever the fuck you do during the winter time. Like, and it's they, all they, really like do, they make perfect summer music, though. Bro, and it carries over. Yeah. And it has like, a lot of party. Like, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, though. Hey, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically the rundown of it. Like, so they're they're dropping their third one this year. What, when did they say? September 1st? September. Yeah, beginning of September. I think Labor Day weekend. That Monday. Yeah, bro. But yeah, they're, uh, they're the modern day. LA rap Kobe and Shaq Loki. And it works, man. And it works. It works. They they uh, they have great chemistry, bro. Like, and you know what the wild thing is, like from the first six tape to the second one, there was a prog- like there was a noticeable progression just in quality music. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like there is not a single skippable track on six tape two. I still yeah. go back to it every now and then. You feel me? But it's also one of those projects kind of like to pimp a butterfly, but in this way, it there, there was no skippables, and when you play it, you you find yourself just going, oh, shit, I just listened to the whole track. And that's yeah. because each track is like a minute 30 to, to two minutes 30. The whole Their projects are like 30 to 45 minutes. They're easily digestible. Easily digestible, and like when you got that kind of cohesion between tracks, like it works. Yeah, and they just have a specific sound, like an L.A. sound. I think uh, Blast is probably the bigger artist. 100%, but Bino, big- Bino got his own sound that meshes well with it, though. Yeah, Bino's like hella creative, bro. You know, what I mean? like so, he's a smart mumble rapper. Yeah, I mean, but like he got to a point where I'm like, and I was telling my homies this too, like when we saw him in uh, Oakland, I think it was a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, bro, like it don't even matter. It, like I don't have to understand a word he says, bro, because he's one of those artists where kind of like young thug, to where he uses his voice as an instrument, and it just like collaborates well with the other you know instruments in the background of the beat. It's like his voice complements all that. You it doesn't even matter what he's saying. So it's just all about his cadence and his rhythm and delivery. So if if they go on tour again, hopefully they do like a joint tour. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they tour separate. So if they do a joint tour, I'm definitely pulling up. Oh, a six tape tour will be lit, especially now this is the third. We're talking about numbers of three, powers of three. So you know what I mean? That's gonna be right. Yeah, I'm just nervous because like before we saw Bino. Um, two years ago, I think a couple months before that, Blast was doing a solo tour, and I remember trying to get tickets like thirty minutes after he dropped the link, and that shit was already sold out, just like, just like that. I feel like in California, especially, like his shit will sell out so quick. Yeah, no, so, yeah. They do like a pre-sale or something. I got to jump on that. Nah, 
fast shit. We'll stay tuned for it then, man. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Um, and shit, get off this music thing real quick. I kind of just saw this article, uh, like kind of speak on it. Um, so I figured we might as well talk about it. But um, the whole movie, The Blind Side, uh, you've seen that, right? It's like yeah. about Michael Orr. Like most people have. It's a cult classic. You feel me? Like a story about prosperity, the struggle, and the triumph. Like, you know what I mean? Shout but out to Sandra Bullock. Shout out to Sandra Bullock. You know what Elite I mean? Milk. No. A, a loosely based uh, story off of the life of Michael Orr, an NFL, um, you know what I mean, offensive tackle. Yeah. But um, so he ended up claiming. So in the movie, pretty much he's like this orphan uh, who has this talent for football. And pretty much Sandra Bullock and her family, they play the two hoys. Um, I don't think I'm uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right to the two family and they adopt him, take him under their wing. And then, you know what I mean? Next thing you know, he's in the NFL and shout out to the family for believing in a young black boy. And you know what I mean? Putting money in him and all that shit. So long story short, Michael Orr came out and said that he never really got adopted by the family. You know what I mean? And that they're pretty much, um, like a lot of what that was said in the movie wasn't actually true. And then what's crazy to find out he was already a prospect before they even, uh, before they even adopted him, you know what I mean? But so I say all this to say, my bad, I didn't cut you off. I say all this to say, like, what are your thoughts on, um, even if it is somebody trying to profit off of misinformation or like that family trying to profit off of like, yeah, they probably helped Michael or they, they, you know what I mean? They, they for sure probably like changed the trajectory of his life trajectory yeah. of life but then to go out and change the narrative like what's your thoughts on something like that so is he like formally suing them nah, nah i don't think he's suing them so he just came out and said to the media like yes hey, these niggas was lying they never really adopted me yeah you so think like really makes a difference in his success story i don't think so i i don't think he really did it out of malice for them I think he probably did it just to set the record straight and say, hey, like, the film was loosely based on my life, but there are some things that were incorrect for the sake of filming. And I feel like I got to come out publicly and clear it up because it might be hindering some of what he's trying to do in his personal life. I don't know. Maybe he runs into some people that, like, form first impressions on him based on their name and his name and the fact that they saw the movie and it might interfere with some things he's trying to do in his personal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, so, so let me, hey, let me give you this information before you continue. Just because yep. I feel like this will actually, this actually. So the two hoys negotiated a deal with 20. I think it's two weeks. If, if I remember the, the film correctly. Yeah. The two weeks negotiated a deal with the 20th century Fox that left or without any payment for the rights to his name, likeliness and life story. While the Tui family received the contract price of 225,000 and 2.5% of the film's net proceeds. The film grossed over three hundred million, and uh, or pretty much, I guess he didn't make any money off of that film. So I mean, he should be formally suing them instead of going to the public. You think that formal suing is a? Uh, I mean, it's probably coming up. No, no. Look, the smart thing for him would have been to just get a lawyer and be like, "Hey, I'm publicly formally suing now. Come out with it that way." Because now he's giving them time to lawyer up. <laughs> you know, because they probably know the suit is coming. But I, I don't know. Maybe. Because the movie did depict him as, like, a really kind-hearted dude. Yeah. So maybe this is him just giving it one last shot for them to make it right before he actually does get his hands dirty with, you know, legal stuff. Yeah, maybe he doesn't want to take it there. 
I mean, yeah. bro, that's that's fucked up. Like y'all made that much money off of his name and what you did for him, and then because I know that's, the, that's exploitation, bro. That's exploitation. The definition of because you know <laughs> in their eyes, they're over here looking at it like, oh, well, you made it to the NFL, you made millions off of that. It's just like you still you still eating off of my name. It's almost it almost border borders on extortion, bro. Damn. Yeah. Like, because I'm the main character in the movie. The movie is about my life. Y'all are secondary characters. And so for me, it's like, what reason do you have for claiming all the money that the movie grossed? Like, what entitles you to that money? Just because you sat down with the producers or? Yeah. Like. Hey, so peep this. Uh, Based off of what it grossed and what their percentage was, the Tui family made $7.5 million off the movie. And they didn't even really need that money like that. Sharks like, being sharks, bro. Nah, this nigga need the lawyer. He need to get nasty with him. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I get they gave you shelter and shit, but you can't be having all that compassion out here, my boy. You got to fucking gotta go get your rightfully earned money. Yeah. I mean, it'd be different if the Tui family was struggling, too, and they used that money to, like, help the rest of the family. Like, you know what I mean? But the yeah. fact that they didn't even give him a dime is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because then that makes me just question your intentions from the get-go. Like, why are you taking this black dude in and giving him all this attention and shelter and just for you to eventually profit off of him and dictate where he goes to school? I don't know. This, I didn't know all the details that you just mentioned. So now, to me, it seems fishy. Yeah, not true that. Well, I mean, I guess we just got to sit and wait, see see what happens, what's coming forward. But um... Yeah, hopefully the brother doesn't get rail- railroaded in court. Pause. <laughs> Well, hey, man, shout out to AI for this transition. From Gridiron Tales to Global Courts, the world of basketball is experiencing some notable changes. People basketball, bro, I would have never thought I'd be so hyped for this. Nigga said from Gridiron Tales to Global Courts. (laughs) Oh, the chat GPT prompt is cracking. Man, bro, they be helping us a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, salute. Um, That's why we out here, you know what I mean, just trying to stay ahead of the fucking game. But no, I bet. Didn't mean, to, didn't mean to sidetrack you. Nah, it's all good. The track is on point. Nah, that was a dad joke like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, dead ass though. So, FIBA basketball, bro. What's your thoughts on global basketball right now? I think if, if we give it 10, maybe like I'd say 10 to 20 years, basketball is going to reach the global appeal of where football slash soccer is right now. Yeah. Because football is like the universal language. Like, for example, like any European soccer club can have a starting 11 from essentially like 11 different countries. <laughs> and what unites them is the love of the game. I feel like the NBA especially is transitioning towards that. The Euro League now, once, because uh, they're propping up more talent. So once the Euro League just gets their money up and, you know, functions kind of similarly to the NBA there's going to be a lot more talent distribution. Like it's not all just going to be in the NBA anymore. Like it's going to be a matter of us having to check in with leagues in Europe and leagues in America, which is the NBA and leagues in Canada and leagues in Australia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Cause I feel like talent's just going to be everywhere and it's going to follow the same format as soccer. Like it's already starting to follow the same format as soccer, especially with the UEFA champions league and stuff. Um, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, how the NBA is doing like an in-season tournament. Yeah, they're following the same soccer format, and it 
I think it's going to work, bro. Like, the, like there's sports where you can, like, the rules and governance can be transitioned from, like, one to the other. And I've noticed, too, on social media and stuff, a lot of soccer fans and basketball fans, vice versa, are becoming new fans of the opposite sport. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of crossover happening. And I think uh, basketball just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Like, it's not just an American sport like we knew it was five years ago. Now it's truly global. But you know, it's, I mean, you're 100% right with all those points, bro. Like, and what's crazy about it, too, I mean, it goes back to, like, the essence of why soccer is so global. All you need is a ball. Yep. With basketball, you're just adding one other element, a basket. It doesn't even need to be, like, a state regu- – or a, a official regulated basket. There are people playing with a, with a ball in, a, like, a egg crate. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Like, you just need a ball and something to put the ball in, which is essentially the same thing you're doing in soccer. Yep. You know, and I don't, like and, give it and really it's cra- my bad. I didn't cut you off. It's crazy how both the sports does not use the other uh, limb, the other set of limbs for their sport. You use, yeah. your, you use your leg in basketball. It's a kickball. You use your land in soccer. That's a penalty. It's true. But like basketball, all the movements are with the upper body. Football is all with the lower body. But if you have a weak upper body in, in, in soccer, you're going to suck. And if you have a weak lower body yeah, in basketball, you're going to suck. Because your explosiveness comes from your hips and legs. Yeah. And 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 soccer, like, if you watch closely, like, especially, like, the strikers up top, they got to be big, strong motherfuckers. Cause, they like, got to be able to hold their own. Yeah, the center backs be literally throwing elbows and tackling. You got to be able to box them out for, for, like, crosses and shit. And you know so, the wild thing is, too, is, like, with soccer and basketball, those are also the two sports where you and one other person can play together and get better. Facts. Like, I, it, obviously, tennis is the epitome of that. You know what I mean? Golf is a one-on-one. You can play with two people. and But just as far as, like, everything we named before, where you just need – with basketball, you just need two things. With soccer, you just need two things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, even with basketball, bro, you can even do with, like – what people do with soccer and like different cut, like you paint a, a goal on the wall, you can paint a box on the fucking. Like there are people that paint a box on a yeah. wall and then dribble with the basketball. Like you're it's, you're doing the same thing. Yeah, as long different as, set of limbs. You can literally play with a soccer ball. Like I've seen it. I've seen it happen. You play with a soccer ball, and you have like a a milk crate nailed to like one end of a wall, and then a milk crate nailed to the other end of the wall, and then you just dribble around with the soccer ball, bro. It works. Yeah. You, you yeah. got to make do with what you have. Niggas are resourceful out there, bro. Nah, so, nah, facts, man. And it's crazy. So I, like, I really I really think this is going to be a great thing for the, for the sport in itself. And, bro, perfect example, like, this year, bro, I really think the Canadian team could fuck around and just take it. The, the, the Canadian national team? Bro, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, Dylan Jamal Brooks, um, Lou, Lou Dort. Jamal Murray. Jamal, he's not playing this year. Oh, yeah, because he just won a championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know what I mean? He also comes from Canada. Um, the fact that he's on their squad? I'm trying to uh, – give me one second. Hold up. Who, who's their center? But I say all that to say, um, like, you got other teams now, like, multiple different, like, multiple different teams who's, like, whose players are just – France, Australia. Like, look at France's lineup and Australia's lineup. Australia got, like – if Ben Simmons before Ben Simmons, you know, was they had Ben Simmons, <laughs> Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, fucking uh, there's there's a bunch of other Dante Exum, yeah, uh, Aaron Baines, you know, they, that's a solid solid squad, bro. France, like obviously you had Tony Parker back in the day. Now you got Gobert. Now you got one Benyama. Now you got Batum. 
Now you got, uh, you know, all these guys, bro. Like, the NBA is really global. Nah, it's getting super global, bro. Oh, I was thinking, uh, my bad, going back to uh, the Canada team. Kelly Olenek, Corey Joe, R.J. Barrett, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, Shay's cousin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, they – like they got a they got a solid squad. Like I said, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort. Like, no, they got a squad, bro. It's one of those like the U.S. ain't running away with shit like they were doing just a couple years ago. Just you know, but even bro, like the Eastern European teams, like Slovenia, bro. Slovenia has Luka and Dragic as their one-two punch. Like I know Dragic is a little bit older, but he like he plays a lot better on the national team. So I mean it's a different game, bro, different rules. Exactly. Yeah, they don't need they don't need like that good of a supporting cast to make it deep. With in Serbia they got Jokic and fucking uh the Hawks Bogdanovic and bro like they got some they got some talent, bro. They got some talent out there. Nah, it's going to be interesting to see um it's going to be interesting to see like the growth these next couple years and especially like I think we kind of touched on it last time. Uh, about like the money, especially like a place like Saudi Arabia is able to give its soccer players. Like, mm-hmm. fast forward ten years, now we got actual leagues set up in Europe. Not actual leagues; you got the entire Euro League, and you know, what I mean, you got the Israeli League and all that. But like, yeah, staple leagues where it's just one of those. Like, I I could definitely see at some point the NBA being a league that's a part of something like the Champions League for football. Exactly. That's yeah. That's where it's going. The NBA is not going to be just like dominating the whole sport of basketball. It's still going to be at the top, the apex. But there's going to be other leagues that they're going to have to compete with. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see, man. Well, hey, man. Yeah, speaking of stars, let's craft our ideal cast, man. So like, you know, what I mean, some some to just send us off. Um, give me your starting five um, of actors and actresses. Starting five at point guard, I got. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> like, to I, make, bro, hey, they, let me put it this way: you want to make a movie? Give me the, give me your top five uh, actors and actresses that you're putting in this movie. Um, so I'm gonna do three actors and probably two actresses. It's all good. Denzel, okay, would be in there. Um, Leo DiCaprio. Okay. Um, Hey, before you keep going, let's do it this way. Just that way, like, you know what I mean? We really got to pull out the bag, and I'm going to let you have those first two. We'll just go back and forth. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. So you took Denzel and Leo off the board. Fuck you and fuck you kindly. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and take Will Smith. You know what I mean? Will Smith, okay. Backhand slaps and all. Um. And I'm just doing for my people, bro. Priyanka Chopra. Hey, hey, she's a good actress, though, bro. That'll be my one-two punch, real quick. What was the last movie she was in? I forgot. Man, you asked the wrong person, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the movies that I watched with her growing up. <laughs> like, hey, speaking of movies, the uh, not the interrupt, but did you see Oppenheimer? Nah, is that a new? Is that on Netflix or what? Uh, it came out in theaters. You said Oppenheimer. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll go in detail after we, we, we let's start starting five. Okay, okay. Um, so I said yeah, Denzel, Denzel, Leo. Uh, my third would be it's gonna be a, a weird one, but I'm gonna go Joaquin Phoenix, bro. Okay. 
Underrated actor, though. I'm going to go Samuel. Hey, Samuel L. is a fucking good one. Just because we gave her a shot. Think of, like, how they're going to like work together in this movie. You know what I mean? I'll give my fourth one just because we gave her a shout out earlier. Sandra Bullock. Underrated Sandra as well. Bullock. So I got Will, Priyanka, Samuel. Ooh. I'm writing my shit down. So I'm going to forget. Salma Hayek, bro. Oh, bro. Yeah, Salma Hayek's elite. Salma Hayek and Priyanka Chopra are going to be playing well together. I got Will Smith and Samuel too. You know what I mean? It's a nice little start at four. All right. For my fifth, bro, I got to throw in Auntie Viola Davis, bro. You know, it's crazy. I was thinking that. <laughs> Excellent actor. I feel it. How to get away with murder is so crazy. How many times she pissed me off and got me excited at the same time. But, you know what I mean? Bruh. She, then, she, bro, she hey, shout, out to, hey, shout out to Arisa, bro. Mom, I didn't cut you off the... Uh, the fuck, I was about to say the Lion King. The fucking woman queen. Or the woman the, king. The Lion King. <laughs> the woman king, bro. The woman king. She killed that shit. She bodied that role, bro. She was she was she was the shining star in that movie. Right, she's 58, so, bro. That's crazy. She's, she's 58. What? 58 years old. I mean, sound about right. She's killing it, man. I bro, I just went down a whole list of like. Uh, so I was watching Greg, sidebar. I was watching Greg Popovich's fucking uh, Hall of Fame speech earlier. It just looked it up. Oh shit, he's seventy four. Went down the list of just old people. <laughs> so when you say fifty nine, I'm like, bro, I was over here looking at Coach K, seventy seven, Biden, eighty, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nancy Pelosi, eighty four. Like when when you have time, look up uh, a list of the oldest um, senators and congressmen. You'll be surprised. Niggas are in there at ninety years old, fucking dictating our policy. Crazy. <laughs> I digress. I digress. All right. For my number fifth, I'm not going to lie. If I wasn't thinking about this at first, but I feel like he would add a fucking twist to this to this movie that I got these four in already. It's going to be Will Smith, Priyanka Chopra, Samuel Davis. See me Samuel L. Jackson? Did I say Samuel Davis? Samuel, Samuel Davis. L. Jackson. <laughs> my high ass, bro. And then fucking um, Salma Hayek. And Ryan Gosling. Hey, Ryan Gosling is a good actor, bro. Bro, that motherfucker is hilarious. Like, he plays himself in every fucking movie. He has yeah. that Kevin Hart kind of thing. Only difference is, is you know, he can just play a lot more roles. Yeah. I, have you seen the Barbie movie yet? I haven't, bro. I need to find me a female that's going to go watch it, and I happen to watch it with her. Yeah, you can't, go, you, can't, you, can't pull up, you can't pull up by yourself, bro. You got to go with a chick. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. You got to either pull up with your female or you got to pull up with your daughter. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? And I don't got either right now, so. But, hey, um. You know, people in the comments, if we had comments, would be like, man, look at this guy. I think he's so cool. He can't go sit down and watch Ken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can't, y'all. No, nah, but from what I've heard from people who've seen the movie is that he actually. Hey, when movie. I went and watched it with my sister the other day. I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm planning on watching it, but I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's uh, a good movie, though. What was what was the one movie that he was uh, with Steve Carell, where Steve Carell's like a recently divorced guy? Oh, oh yeah, he teaches him how to fucking like start picking up women. Yeah, bro, I can't. Uh... He teaches he teaches Steve Carell how to not be a dweeb, basically. 
It is um oh my god, and Emma Stone's in that movie. Yeah, Emma Stone's in that movie. Let me see what uh, oh, crazy, stu- crazy stupid love. Crazy stupid love. Bro, he bodied that shit. Yeah. That was more of a serious role that he had. Yeah. Bro, I saw a meme. Hey, you know what's crazy? Oh my god, I just realized. Not Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds. That's who I wanted to say. Ryan Reynolds. Like tomato, the comic- tomato. Nah, like, because Ryan Reynolds is the comic relief of every movie he's in, and he's a really great comic relief. Ryan Reynolds is a funny-ass nigga, though. You feel me? So that's who I say. So running back, it's Will Smith, Priyanka Chopra, Samuel L. Davis, nah, Samuel L. Jackson, Salma Hayek, and fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds. I'm not going to lie. I think my list shits on yours. (laughs) Well, yeah, bro. You took Denzel and fucking Leo off the board. Leonardo DiCaprio, Joaquin. This man got Katie and Stephanie's like, yeah, I think Clay, Draymond, and uh, Looney shits on your five. Like Bro, Denzel, Leo, Joaquin Phoenix, Sandra Bullock, Viola Davis. My it don't like it don't matter my who my starting five is because I already knew who my director was beforehand. It's Quentin Tarantino. He can yeah, he can yeah. any cast work. Yeah, I'm not good with directors, bro. So I'm not even gonna try to. It's like, I be thinking I watch movies and so I like sit around with motherfuckers that watch movies. Like, I remember like when me and DJ first get to know each other. Yeah, man, you like movies, man. I love movies. <laughs> Brett starts running down. Like, I was like, yeah, man, you know what? I guess I don't love movies, man. It's uh, like the same you- shit the other day. I was talking to the homie about fucking uh, battle rap. Bro, I love watching battle rap. All this shit. Brett started naming fucking, he started going deep in the rabbit hole. I'm like, yeah, I guess I, I don't like battle rap, bro. <laughs> like... <laughs> But movie heads are really into movies. Like, they have a whole catalog of hundreds of thousands of movies that they've seen. You know I mean? So I knew early on not to call myself a movie head. <laughs> I just like movies, dog. Like, what? Yeah. But, yeah, no, these niggas love movies. Like, I, but honestly, though, like, movie going and movie watching and, like, just anything related, that, that's, like, an actual, like, legitimate hobby. Nah, that's that's crazy. Because you can be, like, a a freelance critic and shit like that. I mean, shit, there's money in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, damn, bro. I wanna. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take us out with the intro. You know. <laughs> From racial tensions to basketball tournaments and movie claims, today's episode has traversed a wide gamut of topics. We look forward to diving deeper into these subjects and many more in our upcoming episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Shout out to Chat GPT for the prompt. Man, dog. that shit is. I swear to God, that line, that last line, I just. I, I didn't even peep it until you sent it to me. That shit said transversed a wide gamut of topics. You mean talked about a lot of shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just simplify it. Well, shit, man. We got another one in the books, though, for real. Uh, yes, we do. This shit was good. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Appreciate y'all for staying locked in with us. You know what I mean? And stay tuned because the next one's going to be in person. Shit. All right, let's uh... we'll talk about that offline, but yeah, it's gonna be in person, y'all. Nah, facts. <laughs> it's your boy Ronnie, and on behalf of the Two Coin Podcast, it's your other side of the coin. While lead signing out, this motherfucker. Yeet! You see that man? I see you flexing, bro. Okay, oh, <laughs> he like y'all. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, ladies, I'm single. Huh? <laughs>